morning, everyone. Lou Weiss, Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a do-fold here. Our Tim Grady is uh, off in Wisconsin on vacation with the family and probably milking some cows because they don't have enough cow milkers. And I'm sitting here with uh, uh, Tim Fiore, who is the committee chair of uh, ISM Business Report. What a great report. Wonderful is a word I've been using all morning. It's a wonderful report. It just feels so fulfilling. I've been doing this now for five and a half years, and this feels like the most fulfilling. So, you know, most of your listeners know that the reason we follow the manufacturing sector is because it's highly cyclical. It's early and it's cyclical. Now, in spite of the fact that we've got an inverted yield curve for the last two or three months and a fairly significant inversion, which would indicate maybe six months out, we're going to see a economic you know, recession. Manufacturing continues to run at essentially the same level for the last three months, 52A, 53. That's really, really good. When, you know, we're coming off a record period of over 60 about 12 months ago, and we ran over 60 for a long time. If, right. uh, in the last 20 years, we've never run that long and that high. So you, know, you can't expect this number to be in the high 50s uh, after all that. And in spite of the fact that interest rates are going up and there's a lot of uh, media attention out there about recession, 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 we're continuing to do well. So to get it a little bit more specific, this is the third straight month of suppliers being able to deliver better. Uh, that was kind of the beginning of something. This is the second straight month of prices coming down significantly to right now just being a little bit over 50. Uh, you know, Through my conversations throughout the morning, there's a lot of talk about, well, it really needs to be below 50. Okay, that's fine, but we're not we're not growing anywhere near at the pace that we were. Very consistent with what our forecast said in May, that we would peak out in May, June, and run at the same level through the end of the year. But nonetheless, prices are now getting into the range where buyers will probably get engaged back in the market. And then couple that with the fact that this is the first month in many months where we're seeing lead times ease a little bit. Uh, in all three sectors, CapEx, manufacturing, and MRO, but more importantly, the manufacturing side, the CapEx is something for the future. And with all the, the gloom and doom out there, you would expect CapEx lead times to start to soften up a little bit. And, and you know that our demand has been getting softened. It's been softening. We had, I think, 12% of our, 18% of our comments indicated demand softened again in August. But that softening is against order rates, against uh, order books that are two to three times what they normally are. So, you know, buyers, it's just like our new order number indicated, buyers have slowed down their order rates because they're concerned about long-term total supply chain inventory. So, and in the end, the fourth thing here is that employment finally came back. Our level of quits re was reduced in August compared to uh, July. Our ability to hire, the, the sentiment on ability to hire improved in the month. Uh, our comments around supply chain issues decreased in August. So, and our employment number expanded at the strongest rate probably in, I don't know, six months at 54. Yeah, yeah. So, a wonderful report. Two issues. The first one, new export orders contracted. And I guess I'm not that surprised given what's going on with China and Europe. And the second one, uh, probably more importantly, is that production almost contracted at a 50 and some change. But I think that's really a timing issue. Uh, we have more material available to us. We have more people available to us now. Our backlogs grew, which means that we have more demand to satisfy. The customer inventory number sagged again, which is really good for the future. 
Sure. So I, I think, and we're now hitting a big manufacturing month, September, October. I think we're going to have pretty strong manufacturing performance in the month of September. Well, just to uh, support your point, uh, All Metals and Forge Group, which is uh, my primary uh, business, uh, we haven't seen numbers like we've seen the last three months ever. Our backlog is huge. Uh, sales numbers, bookings are huge. I mean, everything's going, I, I can't believe how, how good it really is, and especially July and August when usually, you know, companies go uh, on vacation, they do uh, maintenance and so on and so forth. This was an outrageous summer. Yeah, it aside, has been. Aside from drought, fires, and all of the politics, yeah. uh, it's been a great summer. Right. So we uh, we're we're really looking forward to uh, the fall, as you say, September, October, uh, November are good manufacturing months, and the fact that the um, uh, the machine tool numbers uh, are remaining high, also, which is a pretty good uh, precursor for what's coming six months down the road. So. I'm not sure where all the recession talk is coming from because there's some evidence that maybe this is not going to be like a real recession. Maybe it's a, sort of a soft re recession. Yeah, so we we've been doing a lot of talking in the, in the you know in the manufacturing community and some of my associates and friends about this, and I think you know, and you heard the speech last week about uh, there are signs of of manufacturing doing well. There are signs of the consumer being more confident, but we're going to stay the course. The concern is, is that they take their foot off of the gas and it goes back, you know, reverse. Now we could reverse this whole thing with the oil embargo coming at the end of the year in Russia. We could get back to $130, $140 a barrel of oil, which is going to feed into everything, plastics and shipping costs and, you know, right. and which is going to turn that price number back up again. So, uh, but we think that the thing here that the, the Fed will not back off until they see significant quantities of layoffs. And I think that to them is gonna be the proof that they've made a dent in demand. Their whole job here is to kill demand. So, you know, we had this demand driven supply constrained environment. I don't think the suppliers are constraining it anywhere near as much as they were six months ago. So suppliers are now kind of freeing up. They've staffed up appropriately, their flow and material much better. So, but we still have demand. The demand is there based on decisions we made six, nine months ago. There's no more new right. demand coming in. It's all based on the fact that our order books are two and three times what they normally are. Like in the case of, of uh, my, my day job, we're at four X the lead times of what they were pre-pandemic, four, four right. X. So, and they're not budget. So which means we're still replacing we're replacing orders for the ones we're consuming in the near term, but at some point that's going to come down, and uh, and and so we saw some signs this industry wide manufacturing wide we saw some signs of softening I think we took four or five days off of uh, manufacturing about the same off of uh, capex, uh, but I, I don't think that the Fed's really going to stop on this thing until there are significant layoffs because then you know that they've destroyed demand because that's the only way to control inflation. Well, the point that, the point that I see is that uh, the backlog books are higher than ever. And uh, you, it's hard to hire people. 
in, in manufacturing. So I don't know where they're going to be laying people off. Production is going along at a nice crispy rate. Uh, so what do they have to do? Pull the okay. from well, the whole economy? Well, you got it. Yeah, you got a couple. You got the first thing you got is uh, CapEx. Right. And if you throw a whole bunch of uncertainty in about the future, companies are going to be less inclined to invest in long lead tight CapEx. So you'll start to see layoffs happening there. Uh, you know, that's that, I think that's the first hit. And uh, and I, I think that just uh, the building side is going to continue to deteriorate. Our number one uh, uh, industry sector that has me concerned is chemical products. It's contracting faster now than it did last month in the month of July. And uh, it's a number two industry sector at 15% of the manufacturing economy. A whole bunch of that stuff goes into building products because it's, you know, it's foundational. And I, I got to think that that's probably the, at the core of it all is that, you know, the building product side is sagging, you know, wood prices are, you know, collapsed. And I would imagine that means plywood too, which takes a whole bunch of chemicals. And maybe, I think there's a little bit of a domino here that, you know, they're trying to really crush the housing sector. Uh, and it takes some time when you jump uh, interest rates up to to be felt. But I think that's a that's a canary in the coal mine thing on the chemical product side. And also the uh, the housing market. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of uh, re uh, buyer remorse going on now. People who bought houses six, eight months, a year ago are saying, wow, why did I buy that house and chase it and pay over uh, listed price? Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the early indicator. You know, it's the early indicator. I, I think the, you know, the automotive sector is another big uh, positive for uh, the economy. And I think they're going to be exempt from this whole thing simply because they've, they're, they've, they're two and a half years into having nowhere near the product to satisfy the need. And it's, that's not something you hang on your wall or you nail into a stud. That's something that moves and wears out. Right. So you yeah. got this, replacement need that eventually catches up to you the f-150 ford truck is two years behind in production and no inventory and I, and no inventory and i'm not sure why i can't ever see myself driving an f-150 <laughs> but sorry ford <laughs> well there's still these massive black holes about uh, you know i placed an order for something nine months ago in the automotive world and, uh, you know, last week I got to confirm that they're going to build it. Okay. It took you nine months to figure that out. Right. And now they still don't have a build date. Uh, build date will come maybe in a month. And, you know, they're going to say we're going to build it in February of next year. Uh, I know you got a lot of shows coming up today, and I, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So do you have any uh, final words of wisdom? You know, I just, uh, I think we're close to equilibrium. Uh, we're in a period where things are starting to balance out a bit. Um, you know, we're still trying to work off those extended order books. We got uh, buyers out there that are very worried because they they agree to a whole bunch of take or pay contracts that they know they will have trouble getting out of without leaving a lot of damage behind. So there's a whole bunch of work going on here to kind of make sure that those things aren't added to. That's why the new order rate is low. I think the input side has almost caught up. Now, there are certain sectors that are being impacted by certain things. The chip issue has not gone away. It won't go away probably until the first the end of the first half of next year. So we're still fighting through that problem. Uh, and I, But I think the employment side, the hiring side, has gotten better simply because 
there's so much uncertainty. People don't want to leave their jobs now because they got tenure, they got seniority, they know their bosses. So they're not quitting for, you know, 5% increase. And their own companies are coming along with uh, merit programs that are 2X what they had been historically. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole bunch of effort made here to kind of stop the quits rate. And I think industries just qu- stop the quit rate. So, you know, I, could, I couldn't be happier. I never thought that I'd sit here and say 52 weight <laughs> is a very good report. Never, no, never this thought, is, this you know? may be the best report that we've had with ISM. Yeah, I think from an input and an output standpoint, it's like, wow, there's some adjustments that still have to take place. And they, I'm sure that they will. So, uh, let me ask you a question. You've done a couple of sh- other shows this morning, uh, a couple of regular network. What's their take on it, of your comments? Well, the big one at 10 o'clock was, wow, this is really, really good. I mean, we ended the show with, oh, yeah, this is really, really good. (laughs) Now, the the usual reaction is, did we exceed expectations or uh, underperform or overperform? And I I evaluate that based on the journal uh, early week. And that was, what, four days ago. Right. The economists had revised their estimate. They had estimated 52, the journal economists. By the time we opened the show this morning, it was 51.8. So we came in at 52.8. So we beat it by a whole point. So that's really their first reaction that, oh, wow, you overperformed the economist's expectations. That's good. But then when they understood that, hey, this is three months of flying at 25,000 feet. We're not going down. We're not going up. Normally we do. It kind of indicates stability, equilibrium. Prices came way. They were really thrilled with the prices number coming almost down to 50. It was a bit shocking. And so- what I'm asking, months, so what do you it's three, it's three months of the same numbers. Three months of the same number. I mean, you don't get hung up on tents, you know, a couple tents. It's the same number for all intents. The sub indexes are quite a bit different, which is right. good because they're trying to get into that balance. Right. So, right. Uh, and then the market apparently reacted kind of really weird and stuff. And they asked me about that. So I, I, can, I can't explain the markets. What I can explain to you is what's going on with manufacturing. And it's all good. I don't think the market can explain the market. I, you know, I, yeah, 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 you're exactly right. That's well beyond me. Tim, thank you very much as usual. Appreciate your input here. Uh, and everyone, uh, I, this is a great report. Uh, you ought to listen to last month's show and the month before, and you'll see that the numbers are all the same. And in the worst three months of the year, when it comes to manufacturing. Yeah. So this is really great. I also recommend that you tune in to a couple of our other podcasts, video podcasts. Um, Harry uh, Moser, uh, Moser on Manufacturing, uh, Wham, Women in Manufacturing, uh, Cliff Notes. Um, I got a couple of others. I can't think of them all right now. Uh, oh, Hazard Girls. Um, we're, we're on regular shows. Uh, every week, every month, and uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, you want to give me your URL so, so people can uh, track down the report? No, I think it's ismworld.org, I think. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> they don't pay you enough to know that, huh? Uh, yeah, well, it's, this is all the whole panel's volunteer. I know. I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get that. Okay, okay. we've got to run. All right, you be well. Thanks much. Have a good month. Take care. Well, folks, that's the show. It's uh, really an amazing, amazing set of numbers. Uh, I've been doing this for 10 years, 
and I've been following the ISM for almost 30. Uh, these are really spectacular numbers. I'm sorry Tim isn't here to uh, enjoy the, uh, uh, the good news. So that being said, we'll see you next time when we see you. Take care now. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.